Hey, it's Eric, and the Eric in the Morning podcast is brought to you by ComEd. As we spend more and more time at home, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program has tips on ways to save. Visit ComEd.com forward slash home savings. All right, right into Hey, I was wondering, directly related to the Tovalo song, which of course is called Habits. Thank you. <laughs> Habits is exactly right. Uh, Tim says, uh, Hey, I was wondering. Are there any habits that drive each other crazy while you're in close quarters in the studio? Maybe someone slurps their coffee or someone eats beans too often or beans. something like that. <laughs> Whoa, uh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of bean consumption going on in here, Tim. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, just wondering. Thanks, Tim. Uh, one of the habits that is a little aggravating is walking in when it's 79 degrees. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it wasn't that hot in here. It was hot. It was? It was pretty hot. I just wanted to warm it up before yeah, you got here. It was pretty warm in here. Uh, any other ones? Uh, you know, it's kind of changed a little bit, Tim, from the standpoint of as soon as the pandemic hit uh, and everybody adjourned to their own individual studios. Uh, that uh, we, we aren't really on top of each other nearly as much as we used to be. Violetta is still in the main studio with me, but across the room. And still bothering you still with bothering the heat. Still bothering me with the heat. Uh, Whip is in his own studio, but it's always been that way for him. Yeah, it's a requirement. Yeah, and then Melissa in her, uh, in oh, her yeah. demands uh, oh, to yeah. come back. Uh-huh. Demanded her own uh, posh opulent studio, <laughs> so they had to they had to build one yeah, for oh, her. Right, right. They she to refused to come back, and uh, yeah. she's she's like off to the right way. I still can't can't ever even see you, which is why I, I sometimes don't talk to you because I can't even see you in there. Still, you can't. I no. tried to adjust the lights and make it brighter in here, thinking yeah. that that might what help. Is, what is your plan on staying in there? Are you staying in there for ever? I love it yeah. because I don't drive you crazy with like it clearing my throat or you know if I bump something unless it's the mic or whatever because I normally I know I drive you nuts because I'm I not like I didn't say that no, yeah but it's fine like because I cough or clear my throat or something you know it's for your own good Eric yeah, see I think I you're like remembering it. somebody who used to be on the show who used to be driven crazy by, by that and used to stomp out of here really yeah when that oh. stuff would go on it wasn't me some people um, just have more presence than others. Yeah. I kind of thought, you know, I'm just kind of not a very quiet person. Uh-huh. So I thought that this was I think it's harder like... for, to do the show with you in there, though. Oh, really? It's, it's, and, and I'm not even going to say a little bit. It's significantly harder. Seriously? Yeah. Because hmm. I can't see you. Oh, well, maybe we can uh, just and all fix I, the glass. All I hear is occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> like a second ago. I got an idea. Like, you got <laughs> an idea? I have a total idea. What's that? What is Why it? Why don't you put a camera on her, get a screen across from you with oh, her my. face, Zoom her. style, <laughs> like she's in the room, except she's not. That's another thing. I'm just about done with Zoom. Is anybody else just about done with Zoom? Yeah, yeah probably. But well. maybe maybe it'll be a whole new world here if you uh, do that. I think it probably will be, but I'm just about done with it. Like, yeah. if I have another Zoom, uh, don't have another Zoom meeting for uh, some time, I'll be just fine. You'd be okay with that? Yeah. I had yeah. a Zoom baby shower this weekend. Yeah. And it's just like everybody talks over each other. Right. Then people feel left out because, like, some people talk more than others. It's right. just like. Right. Not very inviting. Uh, any other habits, though? Habits that drive each other crazy. Melissa just listed off like seven that I didn't even know drove me crazy that she says she does. So that's good. Okay. <laughs> I have one. Yeah? But not for, for people here. Um, it's just a, another place I was. Somebody used to always eat yogurt and scratch the bottom of the yogurt like... 
like to get the end. Was that at the AM station? I, I don't know. And yeah. it was just like. Was it the every, host at the AM station? It was every single day at the same I'll time. Answer the question. Was Yo it the play. host at the AM station? I don't know who it was, yeah. but it was All annoying. Right. And the sound of scratching like yogurt plastic wear is so gross. When do you think? Do you think it'll. Are you, so you're planning on staying over in that extra studio forever? Well, well I, no, you can't. Because I mean, at some point they're actually going to do something with that room. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I still think it's necessary right now. I will yeah. say that. But, How long um, do you think that's going to be in place that it's necessary these things continue? I don't know. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel as though, you know, the building is requiring people, you know, you can't even walk in the lobby without wearing a mask and that kind of thing. So people are still being extra careful. So, I mean, I think it's still going to be for a while. But like how long, though? How long, you know, uh, the question at hand. You know, how long do you be... think it's going to be? Like you're September, you're back. Uh, 2028, you're back. 2028. Uh, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> just trying to just get a general idea. Ballpark. Yeah, I mean, I think when uh, it just seems like, you know, it's uh, it's safe to do so, maybe a few months. Okay. A few, a months. few months. A few months. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll make this work. Like, right. we'll figure something out yeah, so we trying. can see each other. It's ever right. evolving. These are unprecedented they times. Are. They are unprecedented. <laughs> but we're in it together. All right. <laughs> the uh, aggravating and irritating habits are really coming to the forefront. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be what splits up families, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of time. We get this thing open by July 4th, everybody's going to go their own separate ways. For sure. We're going to be a nation of individuals, not a nation <laughs> of families any longer. It's going to be great. Uh, top three. Top three aggravating habits in your house. Uh, Tom, you'd like to throw what on the list? Hi, Tom. Hey, yeah, my wife has to watch her show. Uh-huh. Wives having to watch their shows as opposed to your shows. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. What's her show? Hold on. Okay. What? <laughs> Tom. What's yeah. her show? What's uh, your wife's show? Ozark. Ozark. Oh, that's not that's so not bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ann. Yeah. You're a habit that's driving you crazy. Oh, my gosh. I go to bed at night. The kitchen's cleaned up. I wake up in the morning, and there's food everywhere from the kids. Late night snacking. Late night uh, snacking. Kids staying up all night. Definitely. But you can't put it away because then you're going to wake people up. So you got to leave it's it all right. out. Put it away. <laughs> no, right. just, they went I to don't... bed like eight minutes ago. It's fine. Totally fine. At number three, Lori. Hi. As soon as you know, I sit together all day. As soon as I go in the bathroom and shut the door, my husband's got to have a cut conversation with me. Husband talking oh, to you through geez. the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> Aggravating habit. That is annoying. Uh. You can't get a good ten minutes to yourself. Although there's no woman that's in there for ten minutes, really, right? Oh, sometimes. You're in there for ten minutes. Mm, only, really? Only when you're having problems. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Gross. At, uh, Gross. Number two, Violetta's Sorry. husband, Bill. Sorry. Bill. Yeah, my wife's been working from home, and the heat is cranked up to 80 every day. (laughs) Sorry, Bill. Uh, I got in here. It was 79 today. I don't even know why. And finally, in at number one, when it's aggravating habit time, Josh, it's what? Yes, my wife and college son day drinking every day while I'm at work. Yeah. (laughs) Wife and college son day drinking. Day drinking. Uh, What are they drinking, Josh? Anything and everything they possibly can. Yeah, whatever they get their hands on. You're just jealous, right? <laughs> Little day drinking. You're out there trying to keep the family alive. <laughs> and all they're doing is pounding vodka all day long. You're a good man, no Josh. Last thing you want to meet are the spirits inhabiting your haunted house where you've uh, been stuck in quarantine for 60 days. That's what's happening to Kurt Schleicher in Tampa, who lives in a home... 
that was the site of a notorious murder in 1933. Yeah. Yeah, And he says, I I don't know about this, but I've been here 60 days, and I am telling you right now, there is somebody other than me living here. (laughs) The dog is barking at the wall nonstop for crying out loud. (laughs) Something's not right. Right. Mm -hmm. 312-233-1019. Hi, John. Good morning, you guys. I've called you guys a few times, but my this is with my 27-year-old son. When he was four years old, he would wake up in the middle of the night and come to us in our bedroom and tell us that his uncle that he never met, never seen, and that was before even my wife, he had passed away, was telling him to tell my wife things. And now, 23 years later, we live in a new home, and we had to have his the house smut because he was having issues where he wasn't even wanting to sleep in his room. He was feeling pressure on his chest. Like he was being followed by the ghost of his uncle? I I have no idea, but this kid is 6'2", 280 pounds, and for him to come in your bedroom in tears, um, afraid, and sleep on the couch, he has not gone back in his room in almost two years. Oh Oh my gosh, what? Yeah. Oh, he's like a sick sense. me out. The ghost of his uncle. I don't like that. That makes it tough on the quarantine. Hmm. Hey, Matthew. Good morning, kids. How are you? Uh, great. Uh, you've experienced something similar? So I own a three flat that was built in 1891. Mm-hmm. It's three apartments now. I live on the top floor. But the first floor was a bar called Grace's Inn. And apparently someone was shot and killed there. And since then, uh, this our ghost, uh, he does visit... He or she does visit all three floors. Uh, definitely a smoker. Right. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. They no all were back then. Are, yeah. yeah. Right, this is a big yeah. health thing for <laughs> ghosts. They're like, I'm point, a ghost. Right. What's it going to do? Kill me? Exactly. <laughs> right. No see- one in this okay. building smokes. But uh, he also ter- uh, plays with my uh, old 10-key adding machine on my desk. Okay. Like, it just goes off in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. Uh, he turns radios on and off in my second-floor apartment. Yeah, we pay him to do that. Hashtag Nick Sun. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to win prizes. That's good, yeah. He's a friendly ghost, I mean, uh, but he does make my dogs growl in the middle of the night sometimes, what? just for no reason. Um, and you, you can hear him walking around. Have you experienced more of him or her since the self-quarantine took place? Can you tell? Is, is he or she aggravated by the constant presence of actual people? If I'm up late at night, uh, there is the smell of smoke, and he has set my he or she has set my answering machine off in another room that no what? one is in. I All thought right. you were going to say set something on fire. All right. Okay, no, no, so- no. But... I did video the answering machine going. I was going to put it on Instagram, actually. I did video the, the adding machine going, and I said, are you annoyed with me? Do you want me to go to bed? And the answering machine went and then stopped. <laughs> That's a good sign. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so weird. Definite time to go to bed. No I'm doubt surprised about you still it. have an answering machine. Uh, hi, Olivia. Hi. Just want to say I love you guys so much. I love listening to you guys every morning. It gets me through the day. Thank you. Um, so I personally haven't seen anything, well, not since I was a little kid, but my son is a, is one years old, and at my house, as well as my grandmother's house, she actually passed away in her home, mm-hmm. and every time my son walks by that room, he always looks in, and he peeks in, and he waves inside, and he's always kind of, like, nodding or making his little sounds, but he's just always acknowledging somebody, either at my house or at their house, and always looks back at me, or looks back with whoever he's at, and kind of nods. 
and then he just goes about his business like nothing ever happened. Like he right. wasn't just talking to somebody. Like the there. ghost is in there going, don't tell your mom, don't tell your mom, don't tell <laughs> your mom. That's literally what it might be. But we've had so many people like, you could take your pick. My dad, my grandma, my grandpa, my Abuelita Carmen, everybody's passed away. And he just takes his pick of who he wants to talk to that day. Wow. Oh, that is crazy. Babies and dogs, like, they you, see ghosts. You, you hear spots. this normally around Halloween time and now around self-quarantine time. Uh, Big Karwowski Mixed Marketing Director is now uh, quoting Justin Bieber lyrics on his wife's Facebook page for her birthday and claiming them as his own <laughs> until he gets ratted out and has to own up to it, which has caused his uh, children this morning to begin to pack up and move. Right. <laughs> Extreme measures have been taken. Uh, anybody listening who with a birthday tradition, either in your relationship or your family, that's unique and out of the ordinary and specific to you. Hi, Anna. Hi, Eric. Um, uh. So the birthday tradition in my family is my dad does a birthday chalk mural in front of our house. He did it our entire lives growing up. I've moved to the city. He still comes out and does it in front of my apartment. Oh, my gosh. And then we do it for him on his birthday. But it's a big thing. We all look forward to waking up on our birthday to see kind of what the saying he came up with to rhyme with how old we're getting. Um, no, so wait a minute. He does the uh, chalk mural and you say you wake up to do it. So is he doing it in the middle of the night? Yeah, he'll wake up like crazy early. He's a marathon runner, so he's already up crazy early. Right. But yeah, he does it like got the flashlight out and does it before any of us right. wake up. Now, usually yeah. the cops are getting called by your neighbors. <laughs> like, what's that guy doing? weird guy's doing something out on the sidewalk. We don't know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you've started to do it for him now. Yeah, so me, my mom, and my brother, we wake up. We're nowhere near as good of an artist as he is. Are they ornate uh, drawings, or is it just uh, you out there with a bunch of chalk wishing happy birthday? Yeah, just he goes real crazy. Like, I'm a Blackhawks fan, and he did the whole logo one year. My brother went through a SpongeBob phase, and he did that. I did that. I'm actually in one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Well, that's a very cool birthday tradition. Keep that alive. Keep that thing going. Can you come to my house? Keep it going. Hey, Chris. Hi. Uh, unique uh, birthday traditions to you and your relationship or your family? Uh, yeah, me and my family, what we do is we give each other weird birthday cards. Uh-huh. Um, so recently I got my mom a welcome to the congregation card for her birthday. Thanks. <laughs> oh. So cards that are completely unrelated to birthdays. Yeah, you know, like, sorry for your loss. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, those kind of things. Like that That's funny. Uh, hi, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, uh, our family has eight uh, birthday songs. Eight birthday songs. Ooh. Yes, uh, my uh, family side did a dance to "Hail Hail the Gang's All Here," uh-huh. and my wife's uh, family does "How Old Are You." Uh, stand up, stand up, you won't get any cake to you, stand up. Uh, okay. Birthdays come but once each year. Right. Yeah, yeah, it goes on right. and on. <laughs> right. I thought, and it just keeps I going. Know. It'll go going. for like a week. Our birthdays are a week long. That's awesome. <laughs> Encouraging you to take time out, carve your day in two, split your day in half, and go pick up lunch and support these locally owned family businesses during these difficult times. Show them you care. Show them that you're ready to support them so that when we come out at the other side of all of this, they will continue to be there for all of us. Yeah, we have to keep supporting them. We don't want them to go out of business. We want them to thrive when this is all over, and we can't do that without your help. We've been bouncing all over the Chicagoland area profiling different family-owned restaurants, and today we head to Naperville. Oh, 
to the Lucky Penny Diner and Deli at 1224 Ogden Avenue in Naperville. Today's featured restaurant of the day for your lunch. Let's say hello to the owner, Penny. Hi, Penny. Good morning. How Uh, how uh, is everyone today? Great. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. The Lucky Penny Diner and Deli. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. (laughs) How long have you uh, been in business at the Lucky Penny Diner and Deli on Ogden and Naperville? Well, we celebrated our fourth anniversary in mid-March. It was a short-lived celebration. Right. We did, however, get in a mimosa or two. Oh, That's yeah, and you have that fresh squeezed orange juice, right? Nice, nice. Yeah, we uh, do. What are you uh, famous for at the Lucky Penny Diner in Delhi? Um, so for us, um, our menu, um, some would say beats to a different drum, mm-hmm. and that we make our own jams, coffee cakes, soups, soups sauces. And also offer some spirited beverages. Press the fun, you know. <laughs> That's right. my favorite part. And, I'll need those. Yes. Eric, I heard you really enjoy breakfast. I do enjoy breakfast, so, Penny. So um, I would recommend uh, um, the Southern Cornbread Eggs Benedict. It's a moist cornbread, black bean puree, tender pot roast covered in a creamy hollandaise sauce, or the hand-battered fried chicken with warm biscuits. Smothered in sausage gravy, along our alongside our signature hand shredded grilled hash browns, um, definitely cozy, comfortable, happy food. You know, I was oh about to God. say, Penny. It sounds like a great comfort food on a day like today, where it's rainy and foggy and misty. That these are the kind of meals that people could really enjoy over lunch hour today. Absolutely, and we've got some great lunch items as well, signature items. For those who choose lunch, I'm more of a breakfast person myself. Yeah, you and me. So, yeah. All right, so if you want to check out the menu at the Lucky Penny Diner in Delhi, what you can do, like always, is text the word TAKEOUT to 60123. Okay, the number is 60123. You text TAKEOUT. We'll link you to the Lucky Penny Diner at 1224 Ogden Avenue in Naperville. And you can see what you got there. You can figure out what you want to order. You can place an order and then schedule your curbside pickup because we're going to have the mixed road crew like we have for the past several weeks mm-hmm. out at the Lucky Penny Diner in Delhi from 11 to 1. We would love to get a bunch of people lined up for curbside delivery, which I assume you're doing. Is that right, Penny? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Curbside, We our servers are actually delivering food to our guests to uh, supplement their income. So we're out there, third-party services. Um, we're doing everything we can to stay afloat. How, are, uh, how is the staff at Lucky Penny? So my family here, and we are family, um... Uh, I think everyone um, everyone was uh, heartbroken right. for all of us. Right. Yeah. But we understood we understood the importance of our community uh, being safe. But if not for the generosity and the support of of our guests in Naperville, we would have not survived this far. I. But I think all of us we miss the most is the daily engagement with our guests. Mm-hmm. We, as in myself, my team members, our families, and guests have created an environment of inclusion, love, and respect, even when we talk politics. Right. There we go. Of course. There we go. Absolutely. All right, Penny, today's the day, then. Let's all get behind the Lucky Penny Diner and Deli, 1224 Ogden Avenue in Naperville. All right, the mix. 312-233-1019. So bad. Really? Just not good for you.
Oh, terrible. According to doctors, this is the worst food to binge on during a pandemic. Hey, you guys want to guess? I won't tell you if you're right. Do you want to guess? Anybody? Um, I'm going to say potato chips. Potato chips. Fries. Fries. Pork rinds. Pork rinds. They're addicting. America has gone pork rind crazy <laughs> and is dropping left and right. You can't put them down once you start. There's not a day I haven't been talking to one of my buddies and he said, hold on. <laughs> I've got to finish this bag of pork rinds. Totally. I did this weekend. 312-233-1019. The absolute worst thing to binge on, according to doctors, is what, Ken? I'm going also with potato chips. Potato chips, no. Mm. Ah, They're shoot. perfectly fine and delicious. Yeah, have at them. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe not perfectly fine, but they are delicious. <laughs> it is not that. Mm. I expected Whip to go with this answer, Robert. Pizza. Pizza. No. Yeah, so we can still eat pizza. Yeah, no. I was too scared it would be right. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to know. It is not pizza. Oh. It is not potato chips. I'm not even going to go to the correct caller before I tell Violetta. It's not pork rinds. It's not? Oh. <laughs> what, if, what? what if it was? According to doctors, the worst food to binge on during a pandemic is what, Griselda? Ice cream? Exactly oh, right. Dang oh, it! That's <laughs> deliciousness. Oh, All right. I just ate a pint of that, too. Yep, yeah. ice cream. Crap. Ice cream is the worst food to binge on during the pandemic. You haven't been doing that, have you, Griselda? Oh, yes. Uh, What's your favorite uh, flavor? Yeah. Um, so we've been having the Snickers one, mm. the hey. Oreos, a lot of ice cream at my house. All the best delicious ones. <laughs> Aside from social distancing, the number one thing you should be prioritizing right now and supporting your immune system because it, at the end of the day, it's your body's first line of defense. you got to support your immune system. One way you can support your immune system is by eating foods that are rich in vitamins and minerals. With that being said, <laughs> there are also several foods that tax your immune system, the worst of which, oh, sweet, delicious Ice cream. Oh, that's Everything in moderation. <laughs> Fits in the tantrums. I, I just heard from Swanee. He was uh, just talking to the governor off the air, and the governor was singing at the top of his lungs to that song. Stop oh. it. I believe that. Loves it. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love it? That's so cool. That's great. Who wouldn't sing that song? Come on. All right. Uh, we'd like to welcome to the uh, Eric in the Morning Show the governor of the great state of Illinois, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker. Good morning, Governor. Good morning. It is a great state of Illinois. I'm glad to be here, Eric. Great state. Uh, let me put it to you this way, uh, Governor. Let's get right to it. If you knew then what you know now, when you were elected, would you have said, screw it, I'm just going to drive for Uber? I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, well, I got to admit, I, nobody could have expected this. Uh, but I will say that, you know, if you think about it, look, we all, those of us who decide we want to do public service, we do it because you want to make people's lives better. I mean, nobody imagined it would really be literally about saving people's lives every day. But, right. but you know, you get into this because you want more kids to go to college and you want to make sure that people have the support they need so they can get a job and, you know, the training and, and not to mention, you know, serving our seniors and our child care needs and so on. These are all things that I've been fighting for. And then along comes coronavirus. And, you know, it throws a wrench into everybody's plans. And the worst of all is that it truly, truly is dragging the financial circumstances of people across Illinois down. And, 
you know, we've got to fight the virus and make sure that people can earn a living. I'm glad you said that. Now, uh, have I noticed or am I imagining this, Governor? Because I watch you every day at 2.30 with uh, Dr. Ezekiel, and I've kind of noticed a change in tone. Am I imagining that? I, I feel more optimism coming from you. Is that accurate? Well, I have to admit, you know, you look at the data, and that's really what I follow every day. And it, we've flattened that curve. I mean, that, that is so critically important. Now, we've got to make it go down the other side of the curve. Uh, but, but flattening it is a big deal because, listen, I saw projections early on that would, you know, curl people's toes right. about what would happen in Illinois, how many people would be hospitalized, how many people wouldn't be able to get a hospital bed, and how many people would die. And, look, we're still fighting that. There's no doubt. But people have done such a great job following the stay-at-home rules and making sure they're taking care of each other, wearing face coverings and so on. I'd like more people to do it, but people really are doing amazing things to keep each other safe. And I'm very proud of that fact on behalf of the people of Illinois. But we got to now make sure that we keep people safe while getting them back to work. And uh, you mentioned that you do follow the science, and, and you have said that since day one. And uh, and I'm, I'm sensing, based on the uh, statement you just made, that uh, there is a point where the science and the reality of getting people's lives back together, you have to find some common ground. Do you feel like that that is your mindset now, or trying to find some common ground, some common safe ground, where we can all regain the lives that we've lost? Absolutely. I wouldn't call it common ground. I think we've all shared this in common, frankly, for the entire time. Everybody here wants to stay safe and be able to go earn a living and take care of their families and make sure we're doing the right thing for everybody in Illinois. And that's been my job, too. You know, there are people who differ about should we reopen everything all at once should we reopen gradually? You know, can they wait 10 days, which is when the next phase will kick in here, uh, because everybody's meeting the, the, the uh, metrics that we set out for every region. So 10 days from now, you know, thank goodness we're all going to be able to go get a haircut. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are going to be able to go out to retail and, and you know, they're going to be able to do kind of most of the things that, that we were used to doing before. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for that for everybody. I'm also mostly excited because we can do that while keeping people safe. But people need to wear their face coverings. They need to wash their hands. This virus hasn't gone anywhere. It's still out there, and people can still transmit it in the same ways they could before. And until we have a treatment or a vaccine, you know, we're all going to have to learn to live with COVID-19. Now, WIP has been doing the story this morning about Notre Dame saying that they're going to open uh, the university over in Indiana a couple of weeks earlier. They're altering their schedule, which, of course, has caused everybody to start to talk about what could happen in the fall, schools reopening. What's your vision, given what they said about Notre Dame? You know, I'm really determined to do everything I can to open up the schools here, not just our schools of higher education, but our K-12 schools. Uh, And so we're working toward that. But, you know, we've got to watch the metrics. We've got to watch the the data here because the critically important thing is we need to make sure we've got hospital beds available in case people do get sick. You know, you've heard people talk about a surge in the fall. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I pray that it doesn't. But I can't ignore the fact that most of the doctors, most of the epidemiologists seem to be saying, watch out. So we have to be careful what we do this summer, watch all the numbers, and then as we approach school time, you know, we'll be able to make some decisions about it. But listen, I'm determined. I'd like my own kids, not to mention everybody else's kids, to get back to school.
So, Governor, in stage four, that's when you have schools reopening. So that'll be after stage three, by my math. And Mm -hmm. it also has the 50 person limit in stage four. So how do schools with more than 50 people and the fact that you have the 50 person limit, how do those things go together? Yeah, so obviously not every kid that goes to school is is sitting in a room with every other kid that's at that school. So um, the first thing I can tell you is that, like I said, as we follow the data and as we see, you know, how this thing is transmitting or not, I'm talking about the virus now, uh, that, you know, we will make adjustments and try to make it work so that people can go back to school. Um, When we say a 50-person limit, obviously, we don't want classrooms of 50 people or more getting together based upon that that guidance. So, again, just following the data here, I believe that we can get schools back open uh, in the fall, even in Stage 4, but, you know, we'll have a lot of new guidance. Look, things are, I bet you're doing things differently today. Uh, you know, obviously you're transmitting from, you know, home probably, uh, several of you. Uh, things are operating a little differently in everybody's businesses, even in, in stage three and phase three. You know, people are going to be wearing masks in, in, uh, you know, when they go get their hair cut. Um, so a lot of different things are going to happen, um, things that are different than the past, and it'll be the same in schools because, We've got to keep our not only our students safe, but the teachers. Remember, there, mm-hmm. there are a lot of teachers and administrators and a school nurse or a librarian and, you know, the, the food service workers and so on at schools, and all of them need to be kept safe. So we're going to have guidelines just like we are for each of the industries that we're reopening. Manufacturing is going to reopen in 10 days. Uh, you know, warehouses will reopen in 10 days. Uh, and there'll be rules around each of those industries so people can keep each other safe while they're working. Okay, so I have a question. When things do reopen, like you've been talking about, I'm sure that you've had many discussions on the cases will then go up of COVID-19. There, I'm sure that that's expected to happen. But has anybody put a cap on when you guys would say, okay, enough is enough. You know, this is going too far. Too many people are getting infected. So we have to back yeah. off uh, as opposed to, like, keep going forward with moving things and, and opening things up. We, we have, as a matter of fact. And in, in our Restore Illinois plan, while we set metrics for us being able to move into new phases and open things up, we also said these are the things that would move us backward. And examples of those are if we have a significant increase in the positivity rate, so that's the rate of, of people testing positive as a numerator over the number of people who get tested as a denominator, so the percentage of people who test positive going forward, if that goes up by 10% in a short period of time, okay. and that can happen, um, then that would be something that would stop us all in our tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one example. Another is what if all the hospital beds become full and then the next case isn't able to get a hospital bed? That's not something we want. So we've set metrics around maintaining a certain availability of hospital beds because at any time we all know you can get a surge. You know, we've seen this in Texas where things were going reasonably okay in Texas, getting better, and then they opened everything up. And now what do you know? They're, they've flattened out and started to creep up again. And so we want to watch our numbers and make sure that there isn't a big spike or a surge 
but I expect that people will do the right thing along the way here. And really, it's all of us acting individually that collectively maintains the public health. All right, Governor, I'm going to throw something at you. It's uh, I'm just going to be blatant about it, okay? Um, I really want to go see Guns N' Roses at uh, Wrigley Field, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and I'm willing to take you. Okay, so like, like if we put masks on, okay, what if we get like forty thousand masks and we all go to Guns N' Roses in August at Wrigley Field, and you and I go, okay, and I and I'll tell you, what, I'll get us good seats. Okay, oh, <laughs> is there any chance? I love that idea. Is there any chance we can make something happen here? I mean, you and me, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Axel, we do I it all. You want to make a deal offline, is right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is politics. Politics is deal making. Let's make a deal. You, me, guns, maybe summer Def Leppard. We could do that. I love it. Wait. Oh, oh I thought you meant just Guns and Roses. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to so, throw it all out there. I'll put it all on the table for you. The full package. All right. Anything goes. Right. Anything goes. You know, I, I, on a serious note, I, I would love that. I would love that, and I want sports to get back to. I all want. I want us all to get back to you know, watching our favorite pastime uh, and doing it, you know, together in a stadium, we have to watch these metrics. And even the, even the, you know, the uh, teams and leagues, just to give an example of large gathering, like a concert, even the teams and leagues are saying, Hey, we can't get people back together in the stadium, but we can at least run the games. So, uh, you know, that's something I want Desperately, frankly. I mean, I would like it very much, and I'm working with the teams and leagues. They're calling me to see, you know, uh, when they're going to open, that they're going to do it safely. They're presenting plans around that, and I am working with them to uh, to make that possible for us this summer. Now, as to concerts, I, trust me, I have my favorites, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, we have to watch the metrics here, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's going to be hard to do until we find an effective treatment. We don't have to get all the way to a vaccine, although I see there's progress on a vaccine. But uh, even if we got a very good treatment, uh, something that would keep you out of the hospital if you got uh, COVID-19, something that would keep, you know, you might be homesick for a little bit, but you wouldn't be in danger of losing your life. Um, that kind of a treatment would, would really change the game here. And I'm really hoping and praying that we could see some of that in the next four to eight weeks. And if that's the case, I'll see you at the Guns N' Roses concert. Motley Crue? <laughs> how, how, how about Motley Crue? <laughs> and then finally, you know, uh, Governor, I'm a golfer. Can you help me here just a little, please? Yeah, you want to open it up a little more? Oh, you, you don't like walking eight. the course? Well, there's eight. I don't mind walking, but there's eight guys every hour on like four acres. I, I've stood in, in line at Target with yeah. nine people. Yeah. Well, I will. I'll, I'll give you. There's hope. Yes, there's right. hope uh, in that. In that, you know, we're talking to the industry, to the ILPGA. Uh, we're talking to industry experts to to see how we can make this even better for All people right. who want to golf. What we wanted to do was to make sure you could get outside and right. you know and, and get to your I favorite pastime. Yeah. And 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 you know, although I understand wearing masks and socially distancing and. And playing in in pairs and not uh, quads, right. uh, you know that's uh, that's you know not as much fun. So you know we're we're working on it. But again, my number one goal is for you to get out there right. and that we're all able to do it safely. So, I'll throw in Motley Crue if you open up foursomes. I'll throw in Motley Crue. <laughs> They'll all wear masks. They yeah. promise. I'll throw in Motley Crue and Def Leppard. I'll throw them both in. Oh my God! All three. This is gonna be like Jay on the Green with Bill Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
right, Governor. Well, we appreciate your time. And by the way, one other quick or two other quick things. One, we want to send you a framed picture of uh, the morning show that we hope you'll display behind you in your cabinet. Oh yeah. When you're doing your uh, when you're doing your Zoom uh, today at two thirty. And then, uh, secondly, can you please, at some point, if you can find the opportunity, confirm for us that Dr. Ezekie, I have been told through very good sources, she is an unbelievable tennis player. That's right. It's yeah. actually right. She. Everybody I run into uh, in the medical community has said if they play tennis, they say, oh, you don't want to play her, she'll beat you. Right. Uh, so... <laughs> She, she's tough. She is tough. I think she's Wimbledon quality. Wow, that's wow. great. Uh, that's pretty, pretty good. State. <laughs> Governor, all the best to you. We, uh, you. We appreciate your time this morning. We realize you're a very, very busy man, and uh, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for great things for this state all summer long, okay? Thanks, Eric. Thanks to all of you. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you, Governor. Bye. Bye. Governor J.B. Pritzker. Hey, it's Eric, and the Eric in the Morning podcast is brought to you by ComEd. As we spend more and more time at home, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program has tips on ways to save. Visit comed.com forward slash home savings.